Welcome to That Psych Runner podcast, where we talk about how to thrive in the sport of running from on the road to in the kitchen through hearing inspirational stories from runners, looking at research, and having meaningful conversations. I'm so happy you're here and enjoy the episode. Hello, 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 my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode, but not of the Unapologetically Fueled podcast. No, we are now That Psyched Runner, and welcome to my first episode as the That Psyched Runner podcast. Now, I could do a whole episode on the change if you want me to, but just to kind of give you a rundown of why I made the switch and everything is... I created, and I'm also switching over my my Instagram platform username from an athlete's apron to that psyched runner to match my podcast and just kind of keep it consistent. I just feel like it's easier. Um, Another reason for this is, so I started my account um, during COVID and this was like an Instagram account dedicated to baking. I had just finished or I had just kind of gotten through that hump of recovering from an eating disorder and really just like finding my love for like food and movement again. And it was just a great time for me to explore baking and recipes and just kind of like living that active lifestyle again that I missed so much when I was sick. Um, So I started this account for that. And I just would post all my recipes. Like if you followed me, from day one, you know, which some of you got my username right when I posted, it was like, if you, I want to see who the OGs are and like a pretty good chunk of you guys, I think it was like 20% have been following me since I was nourished with sap. And that was literally like just my food. I would just post every single meal I ate. And it was just like, I loved it. Cause I like loved cooking and like, we had the time during COVID and I like loved food. So again, so it was just like, it was a great account. And then after like I started running, I started to post a little bit more running content and training content. And then I started to post like just kind of a combination of the boat or of everything. And then I switched to an athlete's apron like last December because I was like, oh my gosh, like I really found a passion for like making food for like athletes and like feeling because I got really into running um, like about two years, just over two years ago now. And so once I found that love, I was like, I want to share my running journey. And that's how it kind of turned into more running content and also baking content because I still love to bake. So anyway, um, this is a really long tangent and I am very sorry, but basically I am going, I am getting my degree in clinical psychology. I am getting a PhD in psychology. My life revolves around psychology and running and Jesus and my family and my puppy. And just, I have such a beautiful, wholesome life right now. And two of my main biggest passions are movement and psychology. And so, um, I really have been posting a lot more just like running content and just like psych mental health related content, just because I get really good feedback when I post stuff like that. Um, And also that's again, what I'm passionate about. And I love helping people improve their mental health through movement and just through everything that I do. And so I wanted to transition my platform to be more focused on like running stuff and psychology stuff. Um, But I also want to preface this with saying that like, I am a clinical psychology PhD student. That means I am supervised and I cannot do individual therapy. I can't do one-on-one clinical work. 
under like on my own, like without a supervisor. So things that I do, I am supervised in clinically and I am not a doctor yet, guys, I'm a student. So please take that, take what you are, I guess, take with that what you will in that like, I am merely a PhD student. I am not a licensed psychologist yet. I am simply just living every single day of my life in the literature and um, working with people and just doing all that good stuff. So if you do need psychological care, this podcast is not going to be a replacement for that. It is um, my advice to you that you seek out somebody who is a licensed psychologist or professional, mental health professional that can help you with that. And um, just because like as much as I would love to help people, and I mean, I do like in a supervised setting and I do in a informal Instagram setting, it is not, I legally cannot be like, oh, I can't be your therapist. Like this is not going to be like a therapy type of platform or anything like that. It's mostly going to be like, I just love looking at the research between like psychology and performance and just gut health and nutritional psychiatry. That's like my primary interest of like research is like, oh, how does like the food that we eat affect our gut and our mind? And how are those two things related? And it's just so interesting to me. So you guys are basically going to see the ins and outs of me through these next years. And um, as a runner and a PhD student, just kind of living a very busy life and having this passion for running and having amazing guests on the show. It's not really going to change much about the content because I'm still basically just going to be like interviewing a just pretty freaking amazing guests about their um, just stories and experiences and their advice. Um, and I'm very, really excited about that. So basically, long story short is that I love baking. I love food and I am still going to be posting my food. Not all the time. I just like food is not like the center of my life anymore. And it was at one point in my life. And it was when I was still trying to like figure everything out, I guess. And like when I fell in love with baking again and cooking, like I still love it, but it's not like, oh, it's not like my number one passion, but I will still post my food. Don't worry because I love it. And I want to also show you guys that um, a lot of these influencers on Instagram are literally just not posting great stuff about what you should be eating. And I want to show people that it is okay to eat desserts and all of the food that you think is unhealthy. And yeah, so, you know, I'm still going to be posting my food, but the majority of what I strive to share and create has to do with how do you flourish as a runner and as a human? And I just wanted to switch my content over to that and make it be more consistent between that psych runner and now my new Instagram handle of that psych runner. Um, and yeah, I'm just really appreciative of all of you and for all of you who are maybe adjusting to this change and okay, the psychologist and I'm just like, I know change can be difficult and it's just in anything in life it is, but obviously this is just a username change and it's not going to significantly affect people, but you know, I always want to preface things with saying, take it as you will. So that was a really long tangent. Um, 
about my little switch there. And if you want me to do a whole episode on, I guess, the growth of my social media and the evolution of it and how I've really changed throughout the past like few years and just stuff like that um, and how I kind of came to this new platform and content and just everything like that, let me know and I will share my story in greater detail. So now that you guys have listened to me ramble for the longest time, let's get into what the episode actually is. And I figured the best way to start off this monthly Q&A or this new platform is through a monthly Q&A. Look at me. I'm already stuttering on my speech. So we are ready. I have kombucha sitting next to me. I have Oreos and I'm dipping it in edible cookie dough. And it's the vibes are really high right now. My puppy's asleep because she was at daycare all day. And I'm really happy because otherwise she'd be destroying the house right now because that's puppy mom life. So anyway, I decided um, it was highly requested by so many of you to do a monthly Q&A and just kind of so you guys can ask all these questions. And whenever I do like a this also got inspired from I would post my stories, I'd be like, ask me anything. And I would get a lot of questions. And actually, I would say about like 10 to 15 people whenever I did that would be like, please do this on your podcast, like do like a monthly Q&A. So I decided let's kick things off with my new username, monthly Q&A series. Let's go. You guys asked some great questions and I got a lot of them. So I'm going to try and answer most of them, like as many as I can, but I also don't want to be talking for like three hours. So Um, and I also don't want to make you guys listen for three hours if you asked a question here. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to answer most of them. And if I did not get to your question, I apologize. And I will try to get it in, um, on my next episode or through Instagram. So if you have any questions that you want me to answer on my Q and a, please DM me and say, Hey, please include this on your monthly Q and a next month. And I will also post stuff in my stories leading up to the Q and a each month. Okay, so let's get into your wonderful, fantastic questions. Um, so somebody with the username Healthy, Happy, and Free asked me, at what point in training did you decide to try for a BQ? Okay, so she is referencing to my recent marathon, which was the Bayshore Marathon, and it was my very first marathon. I started running a couple of years ago. This is my very first training cycle, and I ended up... Um, BQing and it was not really by accident. Like I tried really, really hard. And that's a really great question. So I actually did when I started marathon training, I was like, there's it was something that I dreamt of, right? I mean, every runner dreams of a BQ. And I was just like, oh, that would be like so cool to like run a BQ on my first marathon. But obviously I was like, it's my first marathon. I don't know if that's feasible just because I have to respect the distance. And I also just like, don't know. I like what to expect because I was so nervous. Um, and before that in fall, I had run a half marathon and my half marathon was like, I, I had a pretty big PR. I had like a six minute PR, I think. And um, from Bayshore half marathon the year before. So this is my third half marathon and I ran a 140. And I remember I was like, Oh, I wonder what that would be in the marathon. Cause I was always in the back of my head and it translated to like a 330 flat. I was like, Oh, 
well, that's pretty cool. But I was like, but also it's my very first marathon. What do I expect? Like, it's scary when you start training. So I started training and things went really well. I was working with my coach, my mileage. I was able to maintain really high mileage and I was able to hit a lot of paces that I did not think I was able, like, I did not expect being able to hit when I was, um, when I was trained, like training before. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm hitting all these paces. This is really cool. And I think the moment, I don't know if there was an exact moment, but it was in the back of my head the whole time. I'm like, okay, I am going to train like a 330 marathon, like a 330 marathoner. And if I run a 350, like, so what? That's awesome. I still ran a freaking marathon. So I followed the 330 marathon training plan or the one that my coach and I worked together on. And I, again, I had that in the back of my head, but then there was kind of a moment when I was like, oh, this is actually actually possible. And this was actually one month before my race. I had run a half marathon tune-up race. So this was a, just, I wanted to see what I could do. This was on very tired legs in the middle of marathon training. And I ran a 135. So that was a, um, seven 15 ish average mile. And I was like, oh my gosh. And for reference, if you don't know what a BQ is, that's Boston qualifying time. And for my age group, I have to run under a three hour, 30 minute marathon. So that's about a 750 per mile. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I could actually go for this. And so that's when it really sunk in my head. Like I have this potential to go for it in the marathon. And I think that for the rest of the month, I was like, okay, we got to hammer it this last week and then three weeks of hard taper. So that next weekend, I did like the hardest workout I ever have done. And I was like, yeah, we're ready. And I did, it was like a 21 mile, like intervals run. And it ended up being like a 756 average pace. I'm like, okay, this is after peak week of marathon training, no rest day between that half marathon and all this training and this 20 mile. I'm like, yeah, we got this. And then, yeah, I ended up running a 321 and it was the best day ever. I literally cried so hard. If you know that reel that went viral, yeah, you know. But yeah, I would say that's probably the point when I was like, okay, I could go for it. But it was in the back of my head the whole time. Sorry for that long-winded answer. Kathy or Kathy runs underscore runs said marathon goals and favorite workout. So marathon goals. Um it depends on which marathon you're talking about. Um, but overall, I think in the future, like maybe in my 30s or something. So again, I've been running for like two years. So I really don't know what my potential is and my capability is and like what I could do in the future. But I would love to run a sub three marathon, maybe when I'm like 35, 36. Um, my next big marathon goal is probably a 315 to qualify for New York. But as far as like a lot of you guys asked me, so I'm just going to, I'm literally answering like five questions here. What is my goal for the Chicago marathon? Um, honestly, my goal is to requalify for Boston just because I want to like have fun and not, I don't know. It's just like, I've been training, but I haven't trained for like a 315 marathon, but my mileage is still like very high but I don't think I could run that yet, like personally. So I just want to requalify and have a good time. But yeah, that's kind of my, I guess, short-ish term within the next like 10 years and then long-ish term. So maybe like 15 years goals. 
Okay. Um, Small Singer asked, how do you deal with feeling guilty or discouraged while marathon training for being injured, missing runs, or needing rest? Okay. My heart goes out to you, and I totally understand um, all of those feelings. And it's tough. It's really, really, really tough. Um, Honestly, your body, when it's injured or if it's exhausted, it needs rest and it's telling you something. And I know you're like, like you literally are just repeating what I said. And I know I'm getting there. I'm getting to the point. So feelings of guilt are just feelings. They are not going to hurt you. What I say you do, and this is how I've gotten through things. This is honestly just the philosophy of feelings and guilt allow the guilt to come. Let it be there. Like, don't feel guilty for being guilty, if that makes sense. So let's say you wake up one day and you're like, oh my gosh, my body just needs, needs rest right now. Like, I just, I can't do it. And let's say all the rest of the day, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so guilty. I should have done this. I should have done this. You are digging yourself in a mental hole, mental hole. And it's just, it's not going to help the situation. Allow that guilt to be there. Say, yeah, I'm feeling guilty. And that's okay. That's okay that I'm feeling guilty. It's not going to hurt me. What would hurt me though is resting physically. So really trying to reframe those thoughts around rest and guilt. So again, just allowing yourself to feel that guilt, allow yourself to feel discouraged and then start to reframe it. So say like, yeah, I'm feeling discouraged about the rest that I get. And counteract this with a statement of truth. So say like the rest that I'm getting today is preparing me for the strength that I can show in my next run and my next workout, whatever it might be. Like it's hard. Injuries are hard. And that's a sign that your body is telling you that you really need rest. Um, And just allowing that and giving yourself space for that, all the feelings, all the feelings, and then kind of like reframing those thoughts around that injury and around that rest can help, but literally allow them to come. Like you're going to feel guilty and that's okay. And you're supported through that. And you have people who have felt guilty before. So that's another piece of advice is to go and talk to people who maybe have experienced injuries before, um, who are dealing with something similar. And then also if you just like really don't want to have to deal with like the cognitive load of reframing thoughts all the time, distract yourself, do something that give yourself a hobby aside from running or exercising that you can enjoy and that can take your mind off of things. So it really depends on what works best for you in that moment, but allow the feelings to come, restructure the thoughts, reach out for support. And then of course you can use distraction. And my heart goes out to you. If you're injured, I am here for you and I'm rooting you on and cheering for you because I know injuries are no fun. Allie Solar asked two questions or a few questions. She said, would you be able to share more about the organization you're running Chicago for? Yes, I'm running for Gazelle Sports. They are amazing. They are a Michigan-based sports or running company, but not just running. We celebrate movement and it's fantastic. So they have a bunch of different locations in Michigan and I work at one of their shoe stores, just like part-time, not very much in the school year. Um, but basically they are supporting a few athletes, um, from around the state to run the Chicago marathon in their gear. And I love them. They are all about promoting positivity around movement and just 
such an inclusive community and I I cannot say enough about Gazelle Sport. So go check out their website if you need any products or like running gear or you just kind of want some inspo. It's great. They have a lot of cool stuff. What are you most looking forward to for this marathon? She asked as well. Ooh, I would honestly say getting to meet a bunch of my runner influencer friends. Um, a lot of you said that you guys will be in Chicago, which I'm so hyped for and it's going to be great. So I'd say that. Um, I really, like I said, I'm not going to run for like a crazy time or anything. Just want to requalify, but I'm just excited to have a great time and experience my very first world major marathon, which is just going to be like the most amazing time. So I'm super excited. Your favorite pre-run snacks and on-the-go snacks throughout the day. Ooh. Okay, pre-run snacks. If you know, you know. I will give you a second. And if you are an OG, you know what I am is about to come out of my mouth. Um, Shout out to at VegStella because she also knows what I'm about to say. And she also um is a fan of these. So I'll just give you a second. Give you a second. Okay. If you said Z bars, you are so right. Yes. Z bars are my favorite go, like go to like pre-run, like little snack. Okay. If I'm going for a long run, I am not eating a Z bar. No way. That is not enough. So my pre-run snack for, if I'm going for a longer run is going to be, um, this is usually anything like over an hour. Um, I'll have either a cliff bar, a, like a full cliff bar, a Morton, like 225 bar, or for my long runs, like especially before races of any distance, I have a bagel with peanut butter and honey on it. And yeah, it's delish. And then throughout the day, oh my gosh, I snack literally so much. So my favorite snacks throughout the day are any sort of like bars. I like Aloha bars, Nugo bars, Nuko macro bars, Barabelle bars. Oh, so good. Perfect bars. I've been on perfect bar kick for like a month and I'm just been having like one a day or two a day sometimes right now. Um, I also like chomps recently. They're so yummy. They're like these little like turkey jerky sticks and they also have beef jerky, but red meat like hurts my stomach. So I eat these turkey jerky sticks. They're so good. I like go-go squeezes, applesauce. Um, I eat a lot of like pretzels and goldfish. Those are another good ones. Um, trail mix. I love trail mix. Oh, I had pirate's booty like four times this week and it's so yummy and I love it. So any like chips or anything, but I, yeah, I'm a huge snack girly. Um, let's see. Current favorite songs. Oh, I really don't know. Okay. Actually not going to lie. I've been vibing with the Barbie playlist recently. Oh yeah, that was asked by Valentine Morgan, by the way. Yeah, it's, I honestly, Barbie soundtrack has been my absolute vibe recently. Like I just like freaking love it. Like I just feel like I'm having a moment, like a main character moment whenever I listen to that soundtrack, especially when I'm running and I'm just like, yes, Barbie, slay, let's go. Um. I want to know what your favorite songs are, guys. Go on my Instagram and comment your favorite songs. Like, give me recommendations. I need stuff to add to my marathon mix for next month. Okay, Wellness with Lexi asked, feeling during a marathon for sensitive stomach? I am an IBS girly and worried about it. Haha. Yes, girl, I get you on a spiritual level. Yes, I have IBS and IBD. 
and they're not fun. And if you have been following my stories, you know what happened to me when I tried a little bit of my aunt's Indian dish before an 18 mile long run with one porta potty on the stop? Yeah, no, that was traumatic. And I did a whole series on gut health and I did an interview with Allie Feller on IBD and shared my experience and her experience as well. So go listen to that if you want to know more. But feeling was something that I had to really figure out um, just because a lot of things, the most random things will trigger my stomach um, into like a flare. So what I have found works best for me is, I mean, again, this is going to be so dependent on who you are and what works for you, but I like you cans as well. Like they're my favorite Um, and shout out. I um, to you can, I will link a discount down below in a couple days. I'm getting my discount code. So I'm an officially an ambassador for you can, which I'm so excited about. Um, but I do have a discount code, which will be coming out in a couple of days, I think. So anyway, stay tuned for that. But I really do like you can, um, because they like, it just, it's able to, it, it's tolerated well in my stomach. Like Goose. I don't know if it's the ingredients or what. Also, Huma gels, they tend to, I tolerate very well. And then I would say honey stingers too, super well. It's just like that natural sugar and natural sweetener and stuff is just so much better in my experience. And so if you are experiencing GI distress, a lot of times like those goos, like the goo brand goo and the other stuff that has like artificial, like it's great for like people who don't have sensitive stomachs, but honestly, like it is really, really, it, it messes with my stomach and I just cannot, it makes me so nauseous and other things happen and it's just not fun. So that's what works for me. But of course, like finding something that works for you is super important. Also, um, I do, put in like a hydration and carb mix that works too. So again, either like something that's a little bit more natural or something that's not going to trigger a gag reflex because girl, I feel you and feeling for a marathon is so hard. I clearly remember gagging on my like gel at like mile 24 and it was rough, but we made it through. Okay. Kiara runs and eats. Um, said how many hours of sleep do you typically get per night? Um, anywhere between seven to honestly, seven to eight hours right now. Usually it's like seven to 10, but now that I'm a puppy mama, puppy determines my sleep schedule. So when I get, it's been about average, like seven and a half recently, which is pretty good, but I could, I could use more. Um, Kiara also asked any pre and post race food ideas for a cross country meet about one hour away. Ooh. I would, of course, I'm biased, a peanut butter banana bagel or peanut butter honey bagel. So good. Or oats is really good. Like oats is peanut butter banana. I'm a peanut butter banana girly. I have like two a day, so I'm very biased. So I'm sorry if you don't like peanut butter banana, but it's so good. Oats are really good. Toast is something that's easy to digest and that also tastes good and has not just like straight, I mean, that's totally fine, like straight carbs, but like having a little bit more sustenance. So maybe a tiny bit of protein and fat would probably be good just for like that digestion and to kind of keep that sustained energy. And then also before the race, or at least this is what I do. I have a bigger breakfast and then I have like a smaller snack, like 15 minutes before the race. So like I have like sport beans or like some gummies or, um, like a go-go squeeze or something, just a thing to like boost that blood sugar. 
Um, Taylor Pike 143 asked, what should my off season look like? And I wish I could answer that. I wish I was a certified coach. Um, but that is something that I would ask a coach about or, um, a professional about, but I hope your off season goes well and I wish you all the best. Um, let's see. Kiara asked a couple more questions. What pair of running shoes has been your favorite that you ever own? Oh my gosh. Great question. Okay. Now that I like work at a running shoe store, I'm like, I love it. It's like a science. Um, cause I'm a big science girly. Um, that was so, yeah, sorry. That sounded really annoying, but whatever. Okay. Um, I would say my favorite pair would have to be, it depends. Okay. My racing shoes, Alpha Flies, Nike Alpha Flies, Hot Pink. I love it. Barbie vibes. But as far as my go-to trainers, I would say that the my favorite so far have been the Saucony Triumphs. They're really nice. They're really bouncy and they give a lot of support too. So I like those, but I have been running in the Gel Keanu 30s and the Nike Invincibles for the past like month. And I love them. They feel so, so, so good. So those are in my top three, but Number one is still Saucony Triumph. Kara also asked, what do you do on your rest days? I get restless and itchy. Girl, yes, I feel you. And that's totally okay because we are active human beings and we want to, you know, move our bodies. Um, on my rest days, I usually, sometimes I'll go for a walk. Um, a lot of times just to get the legs moving. Um, I will usually get prepared. It's usually on a Sunday, not during marathon training, marathon training. It's like kind of weird, but sometimes it's on a Sunday. Sometimes it's in the middle of the week, but yeah, I'll just like do something. I, I don't know. I'm like a pretty busy person in general. So I'll just focus on like other things that I have to do. So like schoolwork, studying, um, maybe like getting content ready for Instagram or, um, working on stuff with the clients that I see just really, honestly, I'm just like focused on stuff that I have to do. So my advice for you is that if it feels good, go for a walk, maybe do some stretching yoga. If you're craving movement, a light elliptical, a light bike, something that you can get a little bit of blood flowing, but it's not going to stress your body out on um, that way. You can kind of like, just like flush all the itchiness out and then do something that's going to kind of occupy your mind. So whether, even though if your body wants to move, your mind can still be occupied in that way. Okay. Someone that says Magumalin. I'm so sorry if I miss, I'm mispronouncing that, but Mag UI Malin, how can we find you on Strava? I'm sorry guys, but I only allow people on Strava to follow me if I know you in real life. And this is for safety purposes. This is because I had a couple of very scary experiences um, with safety and running within the past, like in the summer. And so I'm really cautious about who I allow to follow on Strava. So I am so sorry. I do have a Strava. And if I know you in real life, you're following me. But Unfortunately, I am not at the point where I would like people to follow me on Strava if I do not know them in real life. But thank you so much for asking. And I will still post some safer Strava stats on my Instagram stories. Um, 
What's your KB Bray asks, what's your typical running attire for various seasons, specific brands? In the summertime, I'm a big just like crop top and spandex girly. So I love like any Lululemon crop tops. So comfortable. And also the shorts. I love the Lululemons like track that short and the hottie hot shorts. I also like Nike Pros, Spandex, and Nike Sports Bras as well. And then in the wintertime, oh my gosh, Michigan winters are terrible. So I will bundle up, obviously, but I've been loving the Brooks Notch Thermal Hoodie. And then also the Athleta Rainier tights. They're like fleece line and they are thermal and they're so comfortable. I love it. I also wear some mittens. I forgot which brand. I, I think they're Costco mittens, guys. Like that's honestly, they work like really, really well. Um, and then I also wear yak tracks sometimes if it's going to be like super icy, um, to kind of like help keep me stable. Um, yeah, that's pretty much. Oh, and then a hat too, but oh, and then I also, in the wintertime, I wear this like headband or it's like this ear warmer, but it has like a headset in it so I can listen to music through it which is super super nice but I do not even want to think about winter running right now <laughs> it gives me the heebie-jeebies I hate it I just like want summer all the time but it's okay we'll get there we'll get we'll get through it it'll be good it'll be fine I want to move to San Diego when I'm done with school that's my dream anyway <laughs> um okay let's see Haley Z runs asked favorite marathon fuel listed those below you can all the way my favorite but I also like honey stinger and huma and yeah oh and then in my water bottle I carry scratch the hydration and carb mix um hey again she asked what made you want to start marathon running oh gosh I could do a whole episode on this but I will actually do a whole episode on this because it has been Two other people here asked, can you do an episode on your marathon journey? Oh, I love you guys. Okay, okay. Um, you guys are asking such great questions. Um, basically, long story short, I've gone through a lot in my life and it's really hard and I've really endured. Um, I found a love for running and I realized that like I wanted to challenge myself physically. I was really, I mean, I'm stressed out. Like I'm in grad school and I have a lot going on and I needed, like, I love the outlet of running. And so I wanted to challenge myself and show myself that I'm capable of doing things that I think are absolutely freaking impossible because the marathon, I looked at it and I was like, this is impossible. And I'm so glad that I chose this route. And honestly, I've grown closer to God through it and I'll do a whole episode on it. So yeah, stay tuned. Um... Okay. Somebody, okay. Caitlin Butler said all about getting a clinical psychology PhD, getting in your experience so far, clinical work, et cetera. You're so sweet. Again, I can do a whole episode on this if you want to, but basically, oh my gosh. So for it's, it's, yeah, it's a whole like process and stuff that I would have to explain on a different episode, but Basically, you have to get a degree in like psychology um, us in undergrad. So I graduated. Well, I got a bachelor's degree in psychology and neuroscience. And then what you do is you tip. So there's a few different routes you can go to for grad school of psychology. You can get like your master's degree in like social work or in psychology. Um, you can get a PhD. You can get a PsyD, it's called. So it's like similar to a PhD, but like it doesn't enable you to do research as well. Um, or, but yeah, those are like the three main avenues for like grad schools. 
in psychology. And so um, what a lot of people do is at, after undergrad, they go to get a master's degree in like experimental psychology or some sort of research focused psychology, or um, they go and work in a lab for a couple of years and then apply to PhD programs. Um, I knew from the start that I wanted to go for the PhD and I knew that was my calling from God and everything fell into place. And I started my program right out of undergrad, which is it's just a huge blessing for me. Um, and so I started that like a year and a half ago. Um, it's amazing. I love it. I'm extremely busy and it's the best thing ever. Like I just, I love it so much. I do. I take classes. I see clients. I, do I'm supervised obviously I do research I get to teach classes and I love it so if anybody ever wants to chat about like grad school stuff or psychology please reach out I am always happy to chat about it um and I know a lot of you have been asking about it um tips navigating safety from Bella's cooking life I have a new episode or I have an episode coming out about that very soon so stay tuned um anonymous how do you stay motivated during long runs okay I have lots of great psych like psychological tips here um so I stay motivated during long runs for through a few different things one or I guess there's a few different tips I have for like those really long runs especially when you're alone so my first advice is to do it with people because people make it go by so much faster second advice is to count or I guess break it into smaller chunks so let's say you're fueling every four or five miles. So break your long run into those miles. So let's say I'm at five, I'm going to take a goo or I'm going to take a whatever it is and say like, oh, I only have to run five more miles until I get another snack or four more miles until I get another snack. And then you keep like breaking it up that way. And then once you get to those like last five miles, you're like, I can do five miles in my sleep. It's no big deal at all. Or I like to pretend sometimes that I'm restarting my run. So I'll be like, okay, I just have like seven miles left of this like 20 miler. I'll be like, oh, I'm just going out for a seven mile run. Not a big deal at all. Like totally fine. I can do that in my sleep. And so I break it up that way. Um, Another thing is to switch between entertainment. So like switch between podcasts and music, maybe like do loops if it helps to break it up that way or to do like explore a new area. Um, And honestly, motivation isn't always there and that's okay. And sometimes you just kind of got to run through it, run through the hard mental toughness spots and just kind of go with it. Um, And yeah, I know it can be tough, but like you can do it. You can do tough things. Um, I don't know. This username has a bunch of letters. Do you that? There's no words. Do you stretch after running? I do. Peloton all the way. Ellie's balance said puppy and training updates. Oh, she's great. She's six months. We are training. She learned heal, sit down, stay, which is huge because she is a very hyperactive girly. Um, and yeah, she's doing really well. She has a lot of energy and puppy mama life is exhausting and it's beautiful, but I definitely am excited for when she gets a little bit older and can sleep a little bit longer, but I love her and she loves her daycare that she goes to a few times a week, which is just like the cutest thing ever. And she had like puppy homecoming today and it was just like adorable and I love it. Um, Madison's Mango said, should you ever consider doing an ultra or triathlon? Love you. I love you too, Madison. You are so sweet. Madison's Mango's. I love her. 
an ultra no i will never run further than a marathon ever ultra marathoners you are amazing like i do not know how you do it you're incredible like natasha ocean man they're like 100 mile training i like i could never do that that's amazing that's amazing i'm a marathon girly um triathlon yes i would love to if i learned how to swim a little bit better like i know how to swim but like my form's terrible and like i would probably sink not sink but i just i just like doggy paddle i feel so i gotta learn how to swim more but i would do it um xoxo xo jillian have you always been a fast runner if not what helped increase your speed love you oh love you too girl you're so sweet um i don't i mean again fast is subjective in my eyes there's always going to be somebody faster than you and always going to be somebody slower than you so i guess have i always run this pace no i have not always run the paces that i do now i started 2 years ago and my paces where i started at were slow were they were slower than me like than i am right now um i think my first ever run it was like a half mile and it was like a 10 minute pace and I stuck with like nine, 10 minute pace for maybe like a few months or so. And then it kind of started to go down from there. But I mean, my tempo runs like two years ago were probably like an 830 pace. So the things that really helped me get faster were strength training is huge. Nutrition is huge. Like really making sure I'm getting in enough fuel has helped me. Um, and also speed workouts, just really getting them in when you don't feel motivated to is super great. Even if it's like one a week, um, during marathon training, it's like one a week and it's, they're long and they're hard, but they're like getting them in is so important. So I would say just like varying the paces, um, strength training and eating a lot. Um, Tony Kengor, Kengor. Yeah. I think I'm pronouncing your last name right, but I'm not sure. Please let me know if I'm not, but you are amazing. She said, I see a sub three marathon in your future after seeing your first. How's that goal cross your mind? You are like the sweetest. Okay. Like I said, that's like my dream marathon time. Like that would be incredible, but okay. I would say 80% of me thinks it's definitely not possible just because I feel like, I don't know. I always hear like runners improve for like a couple of years and then just plateau for the rest of it. And so like, I'm like nervous. I'm going to start like plateauing and I'm not going to be able to reach it. But also like, why am I, I don't know. It definitely has crossed my mind, but like when I'm in my thirties maybe, and cause I'm 23 right now. So maybe in like 12 years, I would love to see that, but I don't know. We'll see how things go, but Thank you. That just like made my whole day. You're so sweet. Um, Live with Lady said, what are your best tips to manage a busy, balanced life with school and running? Great question. And I'm going actually to do a whole episode on this, but basically time management is so important for me and really planning things out. Like I need to plan things in order to get everything in. So really making time for specific things throughout the day helps a ton. So also like meal prepping. I mean, I really am bad at meal prepping. I've done way too much on takeout, but like, just like preparing your week, planning your week, knowing when things are going to happen at what points, and also trying to like work smarter and not necessarily harder, if that makes sense. So for one of my classes and for, as a PhD student, you have a lot of reading to do. Like I read about 500 pages a week in like, just like neuroscience literature. Um, 
And so I got this app called Natural Reader and it reads you like, it's like a text of speech thing. So I'll have all these beautiful empirical articles and it will be reading to me and I can just like highlight it and like look over it later and it helps so much. So, and I like listen to that in my commute. Um, so like to school and stuff and I listen to it on like doing chores. So really just like finding areas where you can get your stuff done and also like enjoy yourself is really important. So I would say planning out your days is super important and also taking time for self-care because running and training for me is more of an act of self-care than it is like a thing that I have to do. And that's what I really value about it and love about it. Like literally I go into speed workouts and I'm like, I don't give a poop if my pace is like nine minutes and it's like threshold effort, or if it's a six minute threshold effort, like I just do it for fun. And like, of course I love to like crush big goals and like train for those, but honestly it's self-care. And if it turns anything that if my training was anything but self-care, I would probably burn out in an instant because I'm a very busy person. And so I always just like to think of it like this is my me time and this is the time I get to mentally just like disengage from everything and just kind of like be with my thoughts, my steps and God and just, yeah, that's how I, that's how I frame it. So really framing it and just taking it one moment at a time, one day at a time. Last question from Anonymous. How do you make sure to eat enough to fuel your goals? So I am not a registered dietitian and I'm not your registered dietitian, but I eat when I'm hungry. I eat when I'm not hungry. I am eating a lot, like all the time. And I actually make sure to eat something at least every two hours. And whether, I mean, I have a good solid, like three meals a day, plus like honestly, more like four meals a day, especially when I'm marathon training, plus like snacks, like every hour to two hours. So it's really just making sure you're consistent with your eating and you're eating the right types of foods and not like cucumbers all day, especially if you're training a lot, like you're going to want to have more like calorie dense foods. So if you're craving a vegetable, you know, making those swaps from like cucumbers to like hummus and carrots or something, or, you know, just like really making those like intentional swaps is helpful. So I'm making sure to get in more, like I always make sure to get in more liquid calories and also like swapping out maybe my normal protein bars for like perfect bars, which have more energy in them and stuff like that. I mean, I eat perfect bars when I'm not training, but that's an idea, I guess, if you're struggling, but again, I am not a professional. So please reach out to a professional. If you are wondering how to meet your own needs. So that was all of the questions for today. Again, thank you so much for listening and for sticking with me through this transition from unapologetically fueled to that psyched runner. I appreciate you guys more than you know, and this is so much fun to film. So I look forward to doing this again next month and I love you and I'm here for you. So please reach out if you want to chat or have any questions that you want on my next Q&A video. And with that, I hope you have an amazing day or night or whenever you're listening to this and stay psyched.